You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Thursday, May 13th, and the NFL schedule has been released. So that means we got to talk about the Steelers aspect of it. We already knew the opponents, but now we know when they play the opponents. I'm breaking down the schedule all throughout the show. Listen here for my reactions to all the matchups, when they're playing their teams, and, and especially when they reach that gauntlet at the end of the season because it is a doozy. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them that Locked On sent you. And remember, you can subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast anywhere. Podcasts are hosted, especially Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. Rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. So I'm running solo today. Nobody on Thursday. We'll have Jenna Harder tomorrow. I did a really great show with her with Channel 11 for the live schedule release. So by now, you've seen the schedule. For those who haven't, they open with the Bills on the road, 1 p.m. It's the seventh year in a row the Steelers have opened on the road. You know, I was hoping the NFL would break that streak, but nope. I feel like they're starting to be like, hey, we're in on the joke. Yes, we do give the Steelers an away game to start every season. But hey, they make up for it. Because then they have a run of home games. They play the Raiders at home 1 p.m. Then the Bengals at home 1 p.m. Packers on the road. But then they're back at home for the next two games with the Broncos and the Seahawks. So they're going to play four of their first six games before a week seven bye week. That we hope they get this time. But they're going to play four of their first six games at home. And those two away games are two of the toughest ones. Bills and Packers. I mean, it's, you know, Josh Allen and maybe Aaron Rodgers. We will see how that plays out. But you look at this schedule. You already knew they was playing. They were playing a whole gauntlet of playoff teams. They got to play the Browns twice. They got to play the Ravens twice. They got to play the Chiefs. They got to play the Titans. They got to play the Packers. They got to play the Seahawks. They got to play the Bills. It's eight games against playoff teams. Am I missing one? I don't think so. And when you consider all the big-name quarterbacks in those in those runs here, that's the big thing, is when do they play these quarterbacks? And it's going to test, and I mean test, this, this, uh, this defense. How much did Steven Nelson mean to the secondary? Well, we're about to find out right off the bat because they're facing the number two offense in the NFL to start the game or start the season. But when you think about it, Josh Allen, they'll get, I mean, the Bengals are the Bengals right now. They're, they're still a long way from going, but that's still Joe Burrow, a first overall pick. So Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, You'll get to see Justin Fields in his first season. We'll see if he's if he's living up. Justin Herbert, who played really well. Lamar Jackson, who I know everyone's going to say, he's a running back, but he's still an MVP quarterback. 
Ryan Tannehill, who isn't spectacular of himself, but with that rushing attack, he's become pretty decent. And of course, Patrick Mahomes. I say this now. If this defense, which I think they will, if they end up ranking in the top five with this schedule, I don't ever want to hear, oh, the Steelers, they're overestimating, we're overestimating their defense, which is what they always say. And I know it's Steelers fans, are, let, me, let, me, let me prep y'all for something. When the Steelers play this, these, their games right this year, let, let's say they do what we think they're going to. Let's say they go 11-6, and 12-5. and five. Look at me getting the new numbers with 17 games right. I still, I still in my head, think 12-4 and four just sounds so much better. But let's say they go 11-6, and 12-5, even 13-4. and four. They win the division again, and they, and they actually do some damage in the playoffs. And I know Steelers fans are going to say, see, now they'll finally shut up. You know they'll never shut up, right? They still say, oh, they had the weakest 11-0 team of all time. One of the dumbest statements you could make. Especially when you look back and you're like, okay, the Steelers, they had this, because that's what people say, the Steelers had the softest schedule, but they played in the most competitive division. The division with the most wins in the NFL. Three playoff teams. Maybe you heard of them? AFC North? So... I don't know how weak their schedule was, especially when I think they played, what, eight playoff teams last year? And again, this strength of schedule stuff, it is it is frustrating because it's like, it's an assumed strength of schedule. It's based off of last year. You know, when you look at, again, you know, people talk about the Steelers had an easy schedule. Was it that easy to beat Baltimore and, and Tennessee when they were both undefeated on the road and you were coming off of not having a bye week? Was that easy? If the Browns were this good, was it that easy to trounce them 38-7? to Was that easy? Colts, another playoff team, you beat them. They were 5-3 and three against playoff teams in the regular season last year. 5-3. and three. But they're going to need another record like that this season. Because they got a lot of them coming up. Now these first six games. I know a lot of people are saying, well, they can go four and two. I could see that myself. Opening up with Buffalo on the road. It's hot. Well, warm in Buffalo in early September. Then they get the Raiders at home and the Bengals at home. If their defense is up for the challenge and they limit Josh Allen and the offense actually comes to work, that can be a ball game. What's, what's killed them with the Bills for the last two seasons when they've lost to them is their subpar quarterback play. Duck stunk and Ben stunk last year. And the defense, I know people are going to say, well, the defense gave up touchdowns to Stephon Diggs. Most, most teams did. It was the number two scoring offense in the NFL. They really only gave up, what, 20 points to that team? Because the other points came on a pick six. And really, it wouldn't have been... It's, they still probably wouldn't have scored that much if the if the Steelers' offense had put pressure on the Bills. But there was never any pressure on them to have to score. So if they can come into this week one and actually play some good offense, and maybe that, maybe that involves the run game, but I still think it takes the, the run game a little bit of time to get in sync. 
maybe that's what kicks things going. Maybe that's what gets things started and they get it going. But you know, the Raiders. I know people say the Raiders is always a trap game. That that's usually when they're on the road. When they when the Raiders come to Heinz Field, I think that's going to be different for the Steelers. They get the Bengals at home. The Packers on the road could be tough. But we don't know about Aaron Rodgers. Broncos at home. We saw that last year. I don't think they're really that much better yet. We'll see what if they do anything crazy in these last few months. And then the Seahawks, the, the Russell Wilson-Ben Roethlisberger game, we were robbed of two years ago when Ben had his elbow injury that ended his season. A lot of really interesting matchups here. But the Steelers aren't scared. They said as much. I'm going to get into what they said when the schedule was released and people were talking. Because uh, a couple of the leaders, they were they were barking on Twitter. I thought it was pretty cool. I'll share with that with you right after this. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter. We're continuing to break down the Steelers' schedule release. We know all of their opponents and when they're going to play them. We already knew who they were going to play, but now we know when they'll play them. So that's good to know. Um, but the Steelers, they they took to Twitter a little bit. They was uh, they was letting people know how they felt because. I, I I like I know that players try to say we 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 listen to elevator music. Well, that's what Mike Tomlin says. Elevator music. That's one of his phrases. Um, you know, but they ever say everyone always you know says like oh we you know we don't try to pay attention to the media. We pay attention to ourselves. Nah, they pay attention to that. I'm telling you right now. And you know how and, and another testament to it is Cam Hayward took to Twitter. Right around the time of the schedule release. And said, let's quit whining about a damn schedule and get the hell to work. If that ain't a Cam Hayward statement, I don't know what is. But he wasn't the only one. Joe Hayden took to Twitter. Right around the same time. And said, if you scared, say you scared. I don't give a damn who we play. Line it up. Now, that's the thing that I look at with this Steelers defense is is those are the guys, those are the leaders. Those are the vets. Those are the old-timers. And the talented old-timers. You know, like Joe Hayden, that dude's still a bad man at cornerback. Cameron Hayward, still a bad man at D-tackle. So when they say this stuff, I'm I'm believing it. I don't think this is a whistling through the graveyard thing. They're they're coming to work. And Cam, you know, he he's done this over over the years there's been several times when 
I've been, you know, when I've been watching the Steelers and following the Steelers, and Cam does something that's like just like, like a woo, like it just gets you to rise up in your chair a little bit. Like uh, 2015, Steelers were playing the Bengals on the road. Bengals were in were trying to clinch the division that day. If the Steelers lost to the Bengals, they would. It was in Cincinnati. Uh, I think that was the that was the game where Vontez Burfecht tried to fight uh, Vince Williams in the middle of the field, and James Harris had gotten between it. But before the game, Cam Hayward was interviewed, and someone asked him, "You know, have you guys thought about if the Bengals Clint?" And as soon as they said Clint, he was like, "Not today. Not not no not not today. Not uh." And I was like, "Oh." And sure enough, the Steelers went out and kicked the snot out of them dudes. Beat them up and down like they stole something. And then the playoff game, I believe it was the playoff game, when the Bengals player runs to the sideline and just shoves Mike Munchak to the ground. And then Mike Munchak pulls on his hair gets he's getting back up. And he's like, you knocked me down. And the dude gets in Munchak's face. And he's barking because he's like, I'm yelling at this old coach guy. And then here comes Cam Hayward. And he just steps in between him. He says, back up. And then old boy Drake Kirkpatrick, he starts backpedaling. He's like, yeah, yeah, you see me. You see me. You better you better stand right there as I run away. But that's Cam Hayward. He's a leader. Joe Hayden's the same way. You know, I'd say I'd rather have Cam Hayward step in between me and someone that's trying to fight me than Joe Hayden. But you get my point. That's the, that's the mentality they got to have. They're not scared of the schedule. They know who they got to play. And to me, this might be the pump up. That you want for these Steelers. Everyone always says, uh, Mike Tomlin Steelers, they play down to opponents. Okay, okay, okay. Realistically, most NFL games are really close. That's a misnomer. Now, I know some of you guys might be Steelers fans that just watch Steelers games. But as a person who's, you know, I've had the benefit of Direct Sunday, Direct TV Sunday ticket, of uh, you know, being a reporter, I've you know, I watch the games, I follow all the games closely to see where standings are going and, you know, studying things for, for fantasy football because I do a show for that. You know, I'm doing all those different things. And as I'm doing as I'm doing all that work, um, I'm seeing all these game results. And most games come down to the final four minutes. It's not some something where the Steelers, it's just there's something about them that they just can't put teams away. No, these, these, the NFL is full of very competitive teams that are much closer together in, in talent than you think. And yes, there's those comfy wins like the way they did the Jaguars last year, the way they did the Browns the first time, the way they did the Bengals the first time. There, there, there's, there's nice and comfy wins here and there. And by the way, the Steelers went 7-1 and one against non-playoff teams last year. But if you're of that ilk that you think that they only get up for big games, well, guess what? They got a lot of big games this next season. At Bills, at Packers, weeks one and four. Seahawks at home, week six. Both Brown games are big. I don't care what nobody says. I I, I, fir- I firmly believe they are, they are talking amongst themselves about how they're going to deal with that situation this year. And not that they didn't last year, but I think there, there's a there's a heightened sense, kind of the way how like when after Miles Garrett attacked Mason Rudolph, and then the Browns were still like making fun of it and making Christmas ornaments out of it and making shirts about it, and like they thought it was funny. And then you saw how the Steelers came in that day and beat them with Devlin Hodges. I think it's going to be along that level where the Steelers are like, nah, we got something to prove to these dudes. 
They get to play rookie Justin Fields. We know that how how uh, Steelers defenses do against rookie quarterbacks with that pressure. That could be interesting. They played Jared Goff with the Lions, which just sounds ugh to think about. But those are two more home games back-to-back. By the way, the Steelers haven't beaten the Bears since the Jerome Bettis trucked Brian Urlacher game. That's always a weird uh, fact or tidbit that I that I think about. I'm like, wow. Also, when the Steelers play the Packers, it'll be the first time that if it <laughs> if they are both healthy and there, um, it, it would be the first time that Ben Roethlisberger's faced off against Aaron Rodgers since Super Bowl 45. How about that? They've played each other. These teams have met up twice, and both times Aaron Rodgers was hurt. Anyways. Then they go to Los Angeles to play the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. So NFL loves them some some Steelers Chargers in primetime. It seems like it's like guaranteed now. But hey, uh, you know that's cool. And then they play on the road at the Bengals for Week Twelve, and that's when the gauntlet starts. Who's in that gauntlet? I want to break that down in my final segment. Right after this, where the last six games of the season could be the biggest fireworks. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done. But you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, continuing to break down this NFL schedule. A few other elements that I forgot to mention when looking at this schedule. Um, You know, Justin Herbert being another uh, big-arms quarterback that they got to face. This could really benefit the Steelers if they come out with a really strong run game this year. Because all these teams with these high-powered quarterbacks, Josh, like I said, Josh Allen, Aaron Jones, Russell Wilson, you know, Browns fans want me to say Baker Mayfield, but I'm not going to because he don't run that team. But Justin Fields is a guy who I think, as a you know, as a quarterback, as a rookie, he could make a difference this this year. Jared Goff, I mean, no. Uh, Justin Herbert, I'll go for that. Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. I mean, Kirk Cousins gets paid a lot of money, but eh. Ryan Tannehill, I'll go for Ryan Tannehill. He's actually proved that with Derrick Henry, he's pretty formidable. And then, of course, Patrick Mahomes, then Mayfield and, uh, and Lamar Jackson. Again. But the best way to keep those guys off the field is what? A running game. Now, they got to you know, get this running game. I'm not just going to say, oh, yeah, this, the Steelers, they got to run again. They need to, you know, we, we think it'll be there with Najee Harris. 
but they got to put it together. And it's not always as easy as one, two, three, snap, you get a run game. And I think that's going to be a, a, a big talking point come September. You know, if they don't have, if they're not rushing like 100 yards a game after their their, their first three games, people are going to say, well, what happened to the offense? Uh, and they're going to say, see, we should have drafted like four linemen in a row. And it's like, no, 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 no. This stuff takes time. Even in like 2016 and 2017, there were times when Le'Veon Bell just, it took a little, little bit to get going. It happens to everybody. But they'll need to be going by week 13. Because that's when the gauntlet starts. Week 13, they start at home. Sunday, 425 versus the Ravens. They get a little reprieve at the Vikings. But although I wouldn't say a reprieve because one, it's a Sunday to Thursday game. It's a 425 Sunday game, which means basically going into Sunday night and then they got to get ready for Thursday night football on the road, Minnesota. And even though the Vikings, I mean, they're no, they're no world beaters. They still got Dalvin Cook. They still, they, they still got uh, Justin Jefferson. They got, they got weapons to worry about. And then it gets really serious because then you're back home against the Titans for a one 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 o'clock kickoff on uh, December 19. Then you're on the road for the day after Christmas, playing the Chiefs at 425. And then week 17, you're back home with a rematch with the Browns on, on Monday for Monday Night Football, January 3rd. And then you finish the season on the road in Baltimore, January 9th, 1 p.m. By the way, I love 1 p.m. games. I don't care what nobody says. I know some people, hey, I know there's people that listen to this show that are international. Hey, I feel for you. I understand that you prefer probably night games because it's more convenient for you because you're in a completely different time zone. But let me tell you, as a person who covers this game, 1 p.m. Sunday is a dream every week that it happens. Because it means I get up in the morning, I, can, I have time to eat breakfast, I have time to like get you know get to the stadium, it's nice outside, hopefully, and then you're like, okay, let's see what's going on, the game happens at 1, the game's over by 4, we talk to the players, we're done writing our stories by 8 or 9 o'clock, we go home, maybe we do some extra podcasting, and you're in bed by like 11 or midnight, and it's so nice. But even if it's a 425 game, we're probably going to be at the stadium until like 2 o'clock in the morning and all this other crazy stuff's going to happen. So trust me, 1 p.m. games, and they got nine of them this year, I'm going to thank God for every single one. But still, again, back to this, this gauntlet at the end. Five of their last six games are against pl- teams that made the playoffs last year. That's no joking. That's some serious stuff. And two of them against the Ravens in a span of six weeks. Okay, we see you NFL. You want to you want to put the st- you want to put some fireworks out there. You want to get people excited. But that that could be the time where you know some people say, "Oh man, that's a, just a tough run around of the schedule." The Steelers just well, they they can just bomb that and go like zero and six, and then it's over. But this is a team that's proven resilient. This is a team that last year, when they when they had their bye week robbed of them, they still went eleven and zero at one point. When the Ravens kept 
moving around the date where they're like, oh, we, we have COVID. We don't have COVID. We don't. We do have COVID. We like to play this day. We play that day. We want to get this guy. Get but all those things were happening. The Steelers still came out and won that game with with Ben playing horribly that day. They found a way to win that game and no ground game that night that day. If they're able to overcome that stuff, I I really think they're coming into this season with a sense of guys, no excuses. Let's just get it done. And that may make these games at the end, when they're playing all these tough teams, it may make them say, like, all right, this is just it. This is how life's got to be. That's what happened in 2005. They had that gauntlet of uh, of just needing to win. They had to win, they had to win I think, what, was it, six games to get to the Super Bowl. They were 7-5. and five. They need to win four straight. So they need seven games to get to the Super Bowl. But they need to win four straight to make it to the playoffs and control their own destiny, destiny to get 11-5. and five. Then they need to win three road games in the playoffs. Then they needed to win the Super Bowl. They won eight games in a row to finish the season that year. Heck, the 2008 Steelers did the same thing. That was, that was another year. They had the, the toughest uh, uh, strength of schedule in the NFL. And they had, they had a gauntlet of teams down the stretch. I think the only one that got the best of them was the Titans. And then, of course, they cursed themselves with a terrible towel. That's another story, though. But th- that could be what wakes this team up if there's any problems. This team is still very young. It's the fourth youngest roster in the NFL. You want these guys getting good war stories right now. On top of winning games, you want the Devin Bushes, the Minka Fitzpatrickses, the, the Najee Harrises, the Kevin Dotsons, the guys who look really young and promising, the guys you really, who could become a future part of this team for the next 8 to 10 years. You know, Chase Claypool. You want them being like, I was there. I knew what it took to get over the hump in that moment. I, I think that's going to resonate with some of the guys that, that were on the field last year. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Hayward, Joe, like they, those guys don't need to know, didn't need to feel the taste of defeat. But but Chase Claypool, who had two touchdowns, and at the end of the game, when he scored one of those touchdowns, he just threw the ball down. It didn't spike, he just threw it. He was like, I hate this. Him, Juju, Deontay Johnson, Kevin Dotson. Even guys like Zach Banner, who aren't that young, but they're, you know, they're, they're still working, you know, working up their experience with the Steelers. Those moments... Those those stick with those guys. I, you know, I still remember Joey Porter when he talked about he when the Steelers lost to the Patriots in the 2001 AFC Championship game. Technically, it was 2002 because whatever you get my point. That yeah, that year where they lost to um, and Drew Bledsoe had to come back in for Tom Brady because they knocked him out the game. Joey Porter dropped a pick six at like the 10 yard line, and he's like, and I never forgave myself for that. And I was crying like a baby that I blew it. And when the next year, they, they lost to the Titans on some crazy stuff, and Joey Porter was mad about that. And then 2004, uh, they lost in the AFC Championship game again to the Patriots. All those lessons built that team to be ready in 2005 and say, we cannot miss this opportunity. This is our year. And then who was it? It was Joey Porter getting back-to-back sacks on Peyton Manning in the AFC Championship game. And Joey Porter, after uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger threw a touchdown, I think to Heinz Ward beating Champ, Champ Bailey, he was like, we got to get a turnover because we got to get another score. And Ike Taylor got an interception, and that, that keyed everything up. Those are the type of things that this team needs to go through. And I think that a lot of the young guys went through last year. So, like, say Najee Harris, and Najee Harris don't seem like th- this kind of guy. He seems like he's a guy that takes 
get the game very serious and gets he gets football. He gets being a leader and he gets wins the important moment. And a lot of those Alabama guys do. But say the Steelers are eleven and two again at some point this season. I'm not saying they will be. I'm saying that say, say they're but they say they're on a really good run. And you know a, a, a rookie is is running around like Pat Frymuth is being like, hey guys, this is great. I'm gonna like and everyone's like, no, this ain't great. This ain't nothing. We got a lot to prove. And someone puts him in check. That's the Steelers of 2008. That's what they used to do under Mike Tomlin uh, when like, when Lamar Woodley was like was like, hey man, we're doing pretty good. And Casey Hampton said, good. You want to be good? We want to be great. And if you remember San Antonio Holmes when he when he caught the touchdown, he, he was saying, "That's what it takes to be great." That's that was the mentality drilled into that Steelers team from the wars that they endured, and the scars that they got from the losses in the years past. In this gauntlet of uh, uh, those last five playoff teams in the last six games of the season, I think they're going to get those moments where they're going to test themselves, and week after week they're going to they're going to be bad. And there's a chance, yeah, they could be just bruised up and beat up after those games and maybe they're just too tired and they fall apart in the playoffs maybe that's what happens or maybe with this young team finds its grit and finds its determination puts its two feet in the sand or the field turf in this case remember your terrain in football fields chris jeez no one plays football in sand unless you're on the beach anyways they put their two feet in the field turf and they and they say, nah, it stops right here with me. I'm getting this done. We're getting this done. That's how that that gauntlet could t- t- spin around very quickly, and work in the Steelers' favor. We'll be talking more about the schedule with, tomorrow with Jenna Harner. We got a lot of aspects to cover with this, um, and a lot of time because uh, the season don't start until apparently until September 12th. It was just May 12th yesterday. <laughs> I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. You can also follow me on Instagram with the same handle. Uh, thanks so much for listening to the Locked On Steelers podcast. Remember to subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. Remember to subscribe to DKPittsburghSports.com, where my written work is, where I'm covering the Pittsburgh Steelers, University of Pittsburgh football and basketball teams. Um, also, if you're enjoying the Locked On Steelers podcast, please rate us five stars. Give us a positive comment because if you do that, it really helps this, out the show, and you get to join. Uh, get, get get a shout out on the show. Um, today's shout out is to a new five star review, who comes from Joe ten twelve nineteen. So I'm gonna Joe. I'm gonna guess is that Cordell Stewart, Terry Bradshaw, Juju. That's a very odd combination, but I like it. Joe he gets five stars. Joe says really good. This is definitely a good non Steeler pod. Ob- objective with good variety of guests. It's not a fanboy. Say what people want to hear. Show keep up the great work. Thank you, Joe ten twelve nineteen. We really appreciate uh, your your saying that. And if you want to get your shout out, please leave us a five star review. Um, usually we we catch it on Apple. I know that there's been some trouble with Apple. They but hopefully I think we fixed it by now. Uh, we never stopped doing shows that Apple was just having trouble producing if that ever happens again in the future just check spotify check google check odyssey we, we got them somewhere someone's hosting our podcast um but yeah thanks again for listening and oh by the way join the, the locked on steelers facebook group we're over 1500 steelers fans strong in there where, you, where people comment every day you could join myself d9 pietro josh axelrod several west eulers adam crowley several guys in that in that group so many great people to interact with there including all the fans that we love and we All right. Thanks, guys. We'll be back in the ears tomorrow with Jenna Hunter finishing out the week. We'll see you then.